Blog Talk Radio. Come back home, 
Welcome, greetings, and salutations, divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity. You are now sitting live with the Divine Prince and always in archive at your leisure and convenience here on two platforms, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince and also at youtube.com forward slash voodoo tie. Be like Victor, O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. Sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African voodoo world spiritualist perspective. Understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. You can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. It is crucial and critical to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. And it is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here on our journey on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place where I realize and crystallize my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say, so it is, I say. Corona don't determine my reality. The weather does not determine my reality. You do not determine my reality. I create and recreate my reality, and all is truly and indeed a blessing. This Wednesday, April 15th, 2020, you can tune in to me now live on Blog Talk Radio by way of my phone line at area code 845-277-9143, area code 845-277-9143. You can also type your questions, comments, and requests in the live YouTube chat room in all capital letters. That makes it easier for both myself and Kiona, my moderator, to see you and respond directly to your question, comment, or request. As always, I want to give thanks to, give acknowledgement to the mighty shoulders of ancestors for which we are now our very standing, our very being. For those of you who are new and don't quite get ancestral honor and worship, just at the physical just at the biological level, just at the very basic human level, you would not be here now if it weren't for those who came before you, the grandmas and the grandpas, the the fathers and mothers, the uncles and aunts, the cousins, and those who came before us along this divine, all-blessed earth plane existence. We always give acknowledge to the Egon. We always give acknowledge to the ancestors. 
we always placate Gede so that they would remain still, that they would remain calm, that they would remain at peace and allow themselves to evolve and to grow and to develop. That's all life continues to evolve, grow, and develop. No matter what the challenge, this is a moment of development. This is a moment of growth. This is indeed a moment of blessing for those who embrace the blessing, for those who choose to recreate the blessing. I always recreate and anticipate and the blessing. And that's why my mantra is all is a blessing. All is a blessing, no matter what the challenge, no matter what the undertaking, all is a blessing when you can just see clearly beyond the veil. We also want to acknowledge the great mighty that stand up with us on today. We acknowledge the, the spirit of iron, the spirit of foundation, the foundation of all humanity. We acknowledge the spirit of direction and the crossbow. We acknowledge the spirit of fertility and fruitfulness and, and the growth of our crops, our literal and our figurative crops, our symbolic and our real world crop production in life. And of course, we acknowledge those indigenous ancestors who stood the ground with us and for us, Black Hawk, any other ancestral spirits and indigenous powers that inhabited this land before we were brought here forcibly uh, by way of the middle passage. Those ancestors that taught us how to find food, find fruit, protect ourselves from the weather, protect ourselves from the cold, and gave us sustenance when we found knowledge and escaped from the hardships of enslavement. So we always start by acknowledging the powers of the day, the, the ritual calendar of the day, and of course the ancestors that stand up with us and for us in all endeavors. I welcome you. I greet you each and every one of you both individually and collectively. Of course, Keon and Julia Rose and Orisha and those who I've already acknowledged, Imani Sankofa, Keisha Smith, but also those who might be listening. I can't see your face or see your name or, or see your area code right now. We welcome you, as always, to this squared circle of gods and goddesses, to this sacred space. And I invite you to be active participant, be a co-host, be a star of the show, call in at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to bring you into the conversation. I won't be with you long today. I won't be with you long. And when spirits and callers are already on the board. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move forward to the activities of the rest of my day. But I want to share with you how I woke up this morning. <laughs> it's always I wake up, you know, questioning the reality of life, you know, and, and one more opportunity to be present here and to make a change, to make a, a difference, to do something makes a difference. And I always start with the acknowledgement of my ancestors and my ancestral shrine room, of course. 
And then I make my way into the temple space proper and acknowledge the Oa and the Orisha and, and the spirits that greet me each and every day, the coming and, and going in and out of my, my routine and my activities. I make my way out into my garden, at least I thought I was, to put some water down on my plants, only to find the biggest, blue-grayest dog I've seen in my life in my yard. Um, it was somewhere in between a, a, a St. Bernard and a pit bull and, and a bear, <laughs> what I was concerned. And it's in my yard. Um, my yard is, is fenced off for the most part. Uh, 75% of my squared yard is fenced off. Um, the other area, um, my neighbor's area, too, should be fenced off. So there should not ever be uh, random people or animals in my yard. Uh, so, of course, I'm hot. The dog is aggressive. Um, the dog refused to allow me to even come out my door. Um, and so I sound the alarm. I, I called out to my neighbor, if you want him, you, you need to come get him. Um, we have ways of resolving such matters. Um, and it took me back to something that I mentioned to you all about three weeks ago. Uh, that was uh, another post uh, on the Nextdoor platform. If you aren't familiar with Nextdoor, it's like the uh, the back stoop. It's like the backyard fence, you know, of the 1940s and 50s, and all the gossip and complaints and information and, and resources end up on Nextdoor. And you need an address, verified address, and a zip code in order to be on Nextdoor. Uh, so you only have maybe to the post that are within your area, within your zip code. So I can see French Quarter. I can see portions of, of Uptown and Midtown. Um, um, I, I can see Downtown. I can see Tremaine. And there are a lot of posts about animals. Very few posts about people. Very few posts about humanity. Um, and in my experience with the site, some of you remember me saying before, um, it's one of the most prejudicial, racial, biased social networking sites that's out there today, next door. It's not just my opinion. Google it. It's not just my opinion. Uh, it's, it's the opinion of, of many who have had various levels of experience on next door. And if you remember, I talked about possums, and uh, I, I sort of made just about the idea of, of me and, and my good friend discussing a urgent calamitous scenario where the Walmart trucks ain't rolling and Amazon ain't delivering and the mail ain't coming out. Uh, how would you live? What would you eat? What would you do? And, and, and we had this discussion back in 2005, by the way. I know some of you remember this, this me bringing this up previously on the show. And we talked about what our great-grandparents did and our grandparents would have had to do, and, and that's eat possum and coon. And I referenced it on this site only to be attacked. Now, I wasn't moved by the attack. I expect attack on next door. You all don't respond to humanity. You don't respond to people of color. You all don't respond to your black neighbors. And if it's not a white neighbor or someone of color who's, who's not completely 
ingratiated to your concerns and your needs, you don't acknowledge anybody else on next door. And, and that's one of the reasons that I made reference to how to capture a possum, oak possum, um, and, and cook and eat them in the first place. So, of course, all the threats of PETA and, and animal rights, you know, came out of the woodwork, not directed at me, but supposedly directed at the owner of the quote-unquote post um, that originally posted about, about the opossum problem in the community in the first place. Now, no one has responded about they lost dog. This is an expensive dog. This ain't no stray animal. This horse, this bear that was in my yard is a very expensive animal. This, this isn't no stray run-of-the-neighborhood animal. And so someone is either careless, doesn't care, you all understand entitlement, doesn't care, or is still in a sleeper drunk somewhere and, and doesn't know their bear is out roaming the community in the neighborhood um, at, at the threat of creating a problem, a problem for both whoever the human is that your animal encounters, but also for your animal. If your animal encounters a human, like me, who's not expecting uh, a wild bear to be in my yard at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, when I'm and watering my plants, you know, and, and enjoying nature. And, and, you know, it's one of the reasons that I moved to the South in the first place. Some of those little quirks about living in the city and, and people allowing they dogs to defecate everywhere and pee everywhere and, and, and walk down the middle of the sidewalk and expect humans to move out of the way. And there's a general overall sense of lack of humanity, I've noticed, with many dog owners in, in the city and in the crowded areas um, of life. Do what you want in the country. Do what you want in the rural area. Do what you want in your chain link fence in ours, okay? But you can't allow aggressive animals to roam the community and, and not expect there to be a problem, a problem. So, of course, I mentioned it on this, on this site next door, to no response, to dead silence. Now, I'm sure if, if some of you posted it, it would have been responded to. I'm sure some, some other uh, shade of the rainbow posted it it would have been responded to, but because it's me, you know, I'm just some, some black guy, you know, who's concerned about your dog's entitlement to enjoy the, the leisure and luxury of my yard. And heaven forbid I go out there now and find, you know, a pot of dog manure in my yard. I'm going to bag it up and I'm going to place it on your doorstep. <laughs> I'm going to bag it up and I'm going to place it on your doorstep. So thank you very much. We get it. We, we get it. Y'all don't care about humanity. Well, we get it. You only care about yourself. You don't care about any children that might be in their yards and any elders who might be out sweeping up berries and, and cleaning up the sidewalk, by the way. Your only con con concern is yourself. And my pet, pet peeve and many of you know now where I'm going is when this shows up in voodoo, when this shows up in hoodoo, when it shows up in conjure, when it shows up in spirituality and religion, that, that level of disregard 
for nature and for humanity. I don't believe dogs and animals should be pinned up, tied up, you know, imprisoned in the first place. I, I think we've gone way overboard with with this whole animal thing, you know, in our society. Um, and, and while we're quickly un, un, unleashing the lions, tigers, and bears, and elephants, and, and circus animals, and whatnot, the community level, <laughs> at the grassroots level, we see hoarding of animals. I have a neighbor who's an animal hoarder, hoarder. And so if your cat is, is, has gone or missing, it's probably over here um, with her. Um, and she, she feeds the cat. She feeds the possum. She feeds the raccoons um, and any other stray critters that are drawn to our block in particular because they know this, this availability um, of food is out there. Um, let's get back to acknowledging humanity, for God's sake. And particularly right now, I keep telling you all, we are on a timeout. We're on a spiritual timeout. We're on a personal and individual and, and collective societal timeout so that we can reevaluate what's important to us, where our priorities really lie. How much attention are we really giving to our houses and our, our partners and our children and our loved ones? You know, did, did you marry for economics? Did you marry for personality? Are you shacking up for love, you know, or, or because it's cheaper for you to live? Some of you all are questioning that right now, right now. I know it because it's on the news every day. <laughs> The divorce rate now is higher than ever, higher than ever. And people, every day, I saw it mentioned again today on The View, every day are talking about the challenge of realizing who you live with, realizing who you're shacking up with, realize who you're raising children with, in a way that many of you don't have an opportunity to see or experience in regular non calamitous time, you know, when our only concern is our Western carnal, material, physical, you know, the pentacle sign, the coin sign on the tarot deck. That's your only concern normally. It's only when we are under urgent scenarios, emergency scenarios, that, you know, those other senses kick in for us, that our third eye suddenly opens up and and we then begin to see and hear and, and pay attention, you know, to what's, to what's, you know, going on around us. And to my friends and families and viewers who are still only listening to talk radio, but won't read a newspaper, but won't watch the news, but won't get real edification about what's happening, please get a clue. Your talking heads are not giving you all the information. Talking heads have chosen a side. Your, your talking heads have a job to do, have a platform to maintain, so that their their check, their entertainment continues. Their job is not to edify you. Their job is not to feed you. Their job is not to, to give you truth, unless it's award-winning, ratings-driven truth. So you've got to be open hearing other opinions. You've got to be open to, to reading other media, forms of, forms of media. You've got to be open 
to paying attention to what's being said in the news in other countries, in other locations of, around the world, in order to get clarity about the urgency of this moment in time. And I'm angry with black people who, who I'm looking at with my own two eyes, who are, who are too busy, too busy. I'm not talking about, you know, the 70 year old who's cleaning her sidewalk up from the Blackberry so that they don't get trapped in her house. I'm not talking about her. I'm not talking about, you know, the one who's going to the store once every two or three weeks and, and is bringing back food, you know, for their house, their family, the neighborhood, you know, et cetera. I'm talking about those of you who are walking around like ain't nothing happening. You Uber and, and, and Uber Eats drivers who ain't got no kind of mask on at all. And we know you're going from location to location, person to person, but you ain't got no kind of mask on. I'm talking about black people right now whose numbers are the highest, 70% in Louisiana, in the state of Louisiana. And you're still walking around like ain't nothing going on. You're still walking around like you don't have a clue. You're still kicking it, if you will, under these circumstances. Be alive. Be alive. In my list of affirmations, be alive. That's one of the affirmations. Be alive at the end of the day. Be alive when this is over. Be alive to, to laugh and, and, and say how seriously did we take this. Be alive for it. Because there are too many who are not. And, and those of you who don't think 2%, 3%, 4%, 5% is a big number, you don't know your math. You can't count. You can't count. You probably don't have a savings account. You probably don't know the first thing about interest. You can't count. If you think 3%, 5% in terms of human life toll is, is not that big of a deal, you can't count. You don't know your math. This is no joke. This is no joke. I had a first cousin, my, one of my youngest first cousins, passed away from this virus. No one knew at the time. The alarm bells weren't going off in early February, in mid-February, in, in some city, some geographic location, some state. They're still not going off in some states. Y'all better get a clue. <laughs> Y'all better get a clue. This is the warriors coming through. Because a warrior has to choose a battle, has to, has to be clear going into battle about their strategy. So that I don't listen to the news, I don't pay attention to the media. You're not a warrior. You don't, you're not a warrior. And you're not prepared to defend yourself or your family or your children or your loved ones because you, you, you lack information. You lack knowledge. Please forgive the buffering, buffering, buffering. You all know how, how it goes. If I say anything important, <laughs> anything extreme, there it comes, 310, I'm coming. We're always going to get that radio buffering. We're, we're always going to get that, that interruption. You know, so bear with me. I'm trying to trying to get it together now. Erico three one zero. Thank you for calling. Who's calling and where are you calling from, beloved? Hello, Deathline Prince. This is Julia Rose from New York City and your comment Greetings. section. Greetings, peace and blessings, beloved. How are, beloved. How are you today? 
All is a blessing. All is a blessing. I, I didn't have um, to harm it all I didn't wait today. Until <laughs> so all is a blessing. <laughs> I can actually wait until you finish um, your topic because um, I have a light question. And what's your question? Okay, so first um, I wanted to say thank you for the gentle push and invitation that you and Kiana give, you know, online through the comments because I, I've just been through a lot recently and I've been kind of guarded, so I'm slowly letting the doors, letting the, bre- the bricks come down a little bit. So thank you. Yeah. So I'm feeling more comfortable to call in. And secondly... Uh, me being an emotional person, and I know people ask you all the time about how do you do this with negativity, negative energy, negative, negative, negative. Everyone's yep. always thinking about negativity, but how do you channel um, exciting energy? You know um, how some people can um, – oh, go ahead. My first immediate response to that is going to sound just a little bit shady. The same way people okay. are channeling the same way people are channeling the negative energy. That that's their focus. That's their recreation. Now now I'm saying two things here. On the one hand, when you direct that to me, yes, I'm getting other people's negative energy all day long. All day long. Except for my initiates, my godchildren who who want other information. 80%, 85% of my contact every day is I got a problem. I got an issue. I got a complication. This is going on. That's going on. This is a problem. That's a problem. So I have to live up in, stand up in what I preach. I have to demonstrate what I teach every day. So the amount of activity that I spend in my crystal, the amount of activity I spend talking about that, that's my that's my world. People often ask me why I don't talk about, you know, the news more or pop culture more or just other things. I talk about what I would be doing every day if I wasn't on the air. And so I'm acknowledging my ancestors every day, especially if I'm in duress, especially if I'm under some kind of trauma, drama, you know, activity. So the same way people allow themselves to get stuck in a pattern of creating and recreating a reality that draws that negative vibration to them, you've got to create a pattern, a habit of a pattern, a routine of a pattern where all you're doing is operating in, in positive energy. So for me, it's check your mantras. What are your mantras? Check your inner language. Because your inner language will overpower your mantra if you only say in your mantra, you know, once or twice a day for five minutes. I strongly suggest people say that mantra, particularly if it's a new mantra, 500 times the first week that, that you create the mantra every day and then rewrite it until it is part of your second nature. All is a blessing is second nature to me now. And it is to some of you now. It immediately jumps in your head now instead of the negative, instead of the challenge, instead of the battle. Um, we create the reality that reinforces our truth, beloved, that reinforces our truth. 
So if you expect the negative always, you anticipate the negative always, you're that skeptic. You know, we got some conscious folks that's skeptical about everything. You're going to find a problem in everything. You're going to find what you're looking for, a problem in everything. You don't leave any room for open, for growth, for this to be that time when, when, when people do, you know, the opposite of what your expectation is. See, I'm not talking about expectation. I am, I am pessimistic by nature. I'm pessimistic by nature. What I'm not mm-hmm. is critical by nature. I'm not always criticizing, analyzing. It's not the same thing as criticizing. It's not the same thing as always anticipating everybody going to do me wrong. Nobody can be trusted. I don't, I don't trust people who speak in generalities like that either, by the way. People who say nobody can be trusted, I, I've watched them with all three eyes. I've watched them carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're now creating yeah. and recreating your own reality. You know, what is it about you that's not trusting, that, that's not to be trusted, that, that you are now emitting that vibration out consistently? So the way to, to, to do it is you've you got to program it. You've you got to program it. You've got to get up in the morning consciously deciding, I, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be at peace. I'm not going to collect people's stuff. I'm not going to collect people's energy. And don't let them bring it to you. Even in the right. in the course of my business, I don't let everybody just call me and, and dump off. You get the voicemail. Leave a message. Give me a chance to be warned that you want to talk about a problem. And then we're going to discuss the problem at, at a mutually agreed, agreed upon time when I'm girded up, when, I, when I'm operating in spirit. Uh, a lot of my callers don't know I'm doing that 10 or 15 minutes before you call. I'm already well into your energy before you call, just so that I'm not bombarded with that. Um, choose your music wisely. Choose what you're you're allowing to come through the TV in your house more wisely, and and when and how often. You know, maybe don't get up and turn on the news first. Maybe go for your music first. Maybe go for your nature sounds first. Um, it's really as simple and as complicated as how we invite negativity into our lives. And I want to say too, beloved, um, not you, but, but to someone who might be, be listening, some of that negativity is, is straight from the source. Now, there's some people, in my experience, it's always negative. It's always a problem. Somebody's always out to do them. Somebody's always out to shortchange them. And that negative vibration originates with that person, with that person. Because it's impossible for you to roll the dice and get the same number every single time you roll the dice. Okay? You're going to get a blessing and a curse at some point in the process. So, So when people start locking into consistent language that, I'm always the loser. I'm always on the short end of the stick. I'm always being used and abused. I'm always being hurt and harmed. I have to look at them. I have to look at them. So be light. Go ahead, beloved. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you feel that the same principles apply to positive energy as well? I should have re I should have said the uh, question a little bit more in detail. Um, I find that if you know things positive. Okay, so a lot of people go through a lot of negative things, especially us as people of color. So when things start to go your way and things start good happening for you, it's hard to channel energy to stay focused. You know, people get large lump sums of money and they lose control. They they forget about their path and they, they spend all their money and they get to drink and they get it. And especially when everything is good, especially for people who are not used to having something or people that are used to having something, just a lot of times when, quote, unquote, in society, something good happens to you like a large lump sum of money or um, et cetera, it's hard for people to even bring that excitement or that positive energy down to channel it, to stay focused and say, okay, let me keep my priorities in order. That's because what they real what what they're standing on wasn't real for, in the first place. Just hmm. like I said yesterday, people who are claiming religion, who are claiming a certain mindset, who are claiming a philosophy, who are claiming you know whatever Hebrew is Israelite Christian Voodoo whatever, we see right here online that m- most of the time it's not real. It's what we say. It's what we project. It's what we want to look like where we're operating in. But I don't understand people who are that easily. Uh, I don't understand. Um, I heard you say, okay, people who aren't used to. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I know there are people who are born in, in, to a certain degree of poverty, for instance. Um, maybe you were born in, in, a, in a project and maybe you were born in a really, really, bad scenario, but then you get up and go to school every day and, and then you go from kindergarten to 18 and, and, and then eventually you're, you're out in the world at some point and so you're not only seeing the negative you're choosing only to see the negative, you're choosing not to see the other examples of things that are working right in the world and around you and, and ultimately within you ultimately within right. you you choose right. to focus on the negative or the positive. It, it's really that simple. We choose. We choose to. It doesn't mean that the negative ain't real. It doesn't mean your lack of food or your lack of money in the moment or, 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 or lack of a partner in the moment is not real. But we choose whether we're going to accept that as a negative or positive, an opportunity right. to grow, change, to affect it or, or not. So, I mean, I understand how challenging this is for people to sort of wrap their mind around. And, and to use some of these particularly if you aren't used to thinking positive, particularly if you aren't used to being in control of your positive energy. So what we might be saying right now might not make a whole lot of sense. M- might seem elusive to some people. It was elusive to me back when I was depressed. Right. Back when I was right. negative. Back when I was trying to find my way. It, it was elusive to me. 
that was one of my pet peeves, people trying to tell me to be happy, to get over it, to be positive. You know, you're gone now. You you have an opportunity to, to, to make your own life, you know, and, and when you're depressive and young, you ain't trying to hear that. You ain't trying to hear that. And so you're still actively in a position of feeding the negative. I, I think I just heard you ask principles. What, what's the difference? I, I like to say positive needs positive energy, feeds off positive energy, only grows with the more energy that, that you give it. Negative energy is like a black hole. It sucks everything and everybody dry. And it's never fed, never satisfied. It's never uh, uh, satiated, I think is the word, <laughs> you know. Um, and so <coughs> you can't expect to think negative, anticipate the negative all the time, and, and expect positive, good feelings are going to just drop down on you, you know, out of the sky. Even the uh, therapeutic programs and the 12-step programs say, it until you make it. What they mean is, is, is not be phony, but smile if you have to. Say positive words if you have to until you physically, chemically, hormonally get there until your body catches up to, to your words. Because see, what's happening now is we're spewing out words and then our bodies are having to walk through that that muck, <laughs> that mess of, of, of lack of trust, of, of lack of faith, of lack of, of commitment, of, of lack of, of sympathy and empathy. Because I also noticed that once you get locked into that, it's always wrong, it's always bad, I can't trust people. Um, I'm never a winner. Um, once you get locked into that, there's a selfishness that takes over. And then you too become um, inhumane, uh, unable to tap into humanity, uh, unable to acknowledge mm-hmm. humanity, um, just like you're not yeah. able to acknowledge the blessing. You know, if you can't see a blessing, if you can't count a blessing, um, your your spiritual eye is closed. Your spiritual eye is closed. If you're alive right now and you're healthy or healthy enough, you have an opportunity, an opportunity to affect what happens to you tomorrow or the next day. So we we sure. always have an, an option, an option to choose. We we really do. Um, some, and sometimes it is chemical, hormonal, and, and people really need to see a doctor, really need to see a psychologist, a psychiatrist, make sure it's not something physically going on with you. Um, another thing about depressive attitudes and behaviors and moods, how, how much covers are on the windows in your house? How much light? I, I talked about that yesterday. Some of you, especially in the cities, are not getting enough light. You ain't got but one or two windows in your apartment in this place. And then because of your graveyard <laughs> shift, your swing, you got a black up curtain to that, you know. And so your chemicals are now being affected by your lack of vitamin D and, and your lack of light. And that will make you depressive. It, it, it will make your body chemistry respond in a negative or, or depressive way. 
One thing I always had was hope for a better day. Even when I was a runaway kid, even when I was on the street, even when I was in the shelter, you know, I would get up and leave the shelter and, and go to the richest, wealthiest neighborhoods in town and walk through them, spend my day, my day there, spend my time there, spend my time at the museum, you know, at, at the library, but in positive reinforcing environment. It's a conscious thing that one has to do, beloved. You have to consciously feed it. Please, if you have questions, comments, requests, call me at 845-277-9143. Thank you, beloved, and for your participation and your your questions. I'll be in the comments. Yes. Unmute yourself if you want to jump back in again. Uh, I invite anyone who's on the phone lines now listening uh, to press the number one, and I'll open your mic, and, and we'll receive your questions, comments, or requests. Greetings, Justice, um, Blissful Divination, Toya, um, Imani Sankofa, anybody that I might have missed, seven gentlemen, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for being present and, and bringing your God goddess energy to another edition of revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes. How may I assist you today? What questions and comments may I respond to today? Thank you, Jennifer Anson, for your comments and, and, and for your participation. And yes, I hear you. It's a lot of people who aren't getting paid right now, who don't have all the resources that they require or they desire right now. Um, be positive, beloved. The positive thing is, you know, you got a, a real job. <laughs> you know the check is coming. You just don't know when, <laughs> but you know it's coming. But also, um, people are really looking out for our teachers and our uh, EMS and our frontline essential workers. So we have a saying here in the South, a closed mouth don't get fed. So don't be silent about what you're experiencing. Don't be silent about your lack of a check. It doesn't mean beg, but if your family doesn't know, if your friends don't know, you know, you, you just dropped it in on us. So now we know, you know, the, the help, the resources that you need are coming to you right now, are, are coming to you right now, not just your check, but I appreciate your, your comment and your contribution. And I appreciate teachers. Uh, my mother, many of you know, is a retired teacher. I have a great deal of respect for teachers and educators um, who empower us, who, who give us the very tools that lead to the wealth and prosperity and happiness and, and, and fame and fortune that many of us desire. It is indeed our educators who give us those nuggets of gold, those, that chest full of gold nuggets that we take from out of our heads, into our hands, and then it comes back to us in life as a living, as a career, you know, as a product. So I'm, I'm really grateful um, for you, Jennifer Anderson, and for all the teachers, like my mother, um, for giving your time, your effort, your energy to the empowerment of the world, of the community. And often our teachers aren't getting paid what they're worth. Our teachers aren't making, you know, 500000 a year, you know, and, and they should be. 
they should be paid more than our politicians. <laughs> our teachers should be making, you know, what medical professionals, you know, are, are making in, in terms of, of an income. So I'm grateful for our teachers and our educators and, and, and those who gift us with empowerment through information, empowerment through knowledge. Remember, the person who tried to count, you, you may have forgotten that chief name, but you're talking about a skill that has carried you throughout your life. You're talking about a skill that stands up with you every time you pay your rent, pay your mortgage, or at the checkout counter, you know, or, or issuing out your child's allowance, you know, daycare costs. You know, your kindergarten teacher, your parents, your your first, second, third grade teachers gave us gave us those skills, gave us that that knowledge, that acknowledge, that that knowledge. And how many of us, particularly at my age, can still call those teachers out by name? I can. I can. I can call my first grade, second grade, third grade, my music teacher, my gym PE teacher. I can call them all out by name. Still, right now to this day. So we must acknowledge our educators and, and those who gift us empowerment. Um, I'm often dealing with the question of how much a reading costs, how much initiation might require, how, how much, you know, instruction might require. And we don't have a problem giving Howard University, you know, a big sum of money. We don't have a problem giving Dillard a huge chunk of money. We don't have a problem giving, you know, many of these Ivy League schools a huge chunk of money. Uh, but then we look at our elementary school teachers and our primary care teachers and our um, our, our ministers and, and our educators who, who mentor and gift us with skills that get us through the challenges we often question. The value of that, we 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 start counting the pennies, you know, in that, but we don't count the pennies, you know, for the designer clothing, the designer car, you know, all all the the stuff that's peddled to us, you know, on, on the TV commercials day and night, you know, you all don't challenge that, but you challenge how much your teachers are getting, you challenge how much. I'm getting you, you. You challenge how much your ministers and your administrators of spirit, who empower us every day, you know, are earning. So I'm grateful for my teachers. Absolutely grateful for my teachers. Um, and and we're here for you. Absolutely here for you. Please give me your questions and requests in capitals in the chat. If you're on the phone line, I have many of you who are with me on the phone line. Please do press the number one on your telephone keypad when you're ready with question, comment, or request at area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. Press the number one. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic. Oh, I got another delivery at the door. I'm not going out enough. I just got a few. 
Hands are now clean. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I'm telling you, beloved, who was that? Kiona? I just don't understand some people. No, that's my 310 area code. Um, say your name again, 310. Julia Rose. <laughs> Julia Rose. Yes, Julia Rose. Um, I, I'm talking to you because your mic is open. Um, and of course, to my listeners. But, you know, Remember I talked earlier today that I was really worked up by, by the black folks that's walking around as if there's no calamity, as if this is all, you know, a big illusion. Um, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't. I just don't. Now, the, the postal people, the, the um, UPS and FedEx, you know, they have on masks. I've seen people with the gloves on. Um, I've ordered from Uber Eats twice in the last month um, and my driver you know had on a mask um, and gloves but I've also seen Uber drivers and Uber Eats and you know I don't want to pick on just Uber so some of the other companies um, post, Postmates and all the other people that deliver walking around as if nothing is, is happening and I don't get it and this late in the game April 15th I don't want to hear I don't watch the news. I don't want to hear that. You you know at this point, when you step outside and you don't see nobody on the street, Toya, Toya, we know something is going on. So people cannot keep saying, oh, well, I don't watch the TV. I don't watch the news. You know, I don't keep up, you know, with all of that. This, this is a big deal. The fact that we don't have hand grenades and bombs falling out the sky is a blessing. Let's be clear. We're at war. Let's be clear. We're in a battle right now. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying the battle is with China, though Though I do agree that China held back on us a little bit. China didn't reveal all the details about this up front and right away. Um, so I agree to some degree with that commentary that's being made. But I'm talking about you folks, grassroots folks, folks in the community, friends, family, et cetera, coworkers, et cetera. We have no excuse now to be clueless. And if you don't trust your government, if you don't trust the media, then you should be absolutely 
more cautious right now than anybody. Than anybody. I certainly wouldn't side, I, I would side with caution. It's all a big conspiracy and there ain't nothing to be worried about. I would side with caution, particularly if the big orange man is saying it. You know, some of us can trust nothing he says. So you know it's either worse than what he says, you know, or, or he's withholding truths about what's being said. But, but doesn't that send off alarm bells for you? Doesn't it make you concerned? So I, I would expect that this audience, y'all are handling y'all's business. I, I would pray so. I would hope so. But, um, man, I'm seeing some craziness out in the community. And, and my local media, Dr. Uh, Corey Abear and, and uh, Sheba Turks, and they like to call y'all out. They don't call you out by name, but, but they let it be known. I see you. We're observing you. We know some of you still walking around like you don't have a clue uh, about this, this calamity among us. And so we're already beginning to see some signs that um, this is going to blow up again. Um, because of some of the activities that, that went on um, Easter, Easter weekend. Some of y'all just had to party, had to play cards, had to barbecue, had to be out and about, you know. And so you can't be around me. <laughs> Anybody that thinks this is a conspiracy can't be around me. Anybody that don't take this seriously can't be around me. Anybody that thinks this ain't a big deal cannot be around me. Can't come in my house. Can't stand on my stoop. You know, if, you, if you're going to talk to me at all, it's going to be online. It's going to be on the phone. Or you're going to be standing out in the middle of the street away from my door because you won't bring it back to me. I, I won't. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you for concurring because I, I won't get this virus. Not me. Not me. I don't I don't want to hear about, you know, asymptomatic. You might be asymptomatic for sure. So no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Young people, no, especially. <laughs> no. People that's 30, no, you can't come to my house. You can't come to my house. So you better mail it, you better fax it, you better ship it. Uh, and I'm going to spread down and bleach it and, and, and clean it once it gets here. I've cleaned some stuff so good that I couldn't even read the letter. I couldn't even read the envelope. So print off your letters. Don't don't write it in ink or, or pencil because that won't hold up to the bleach. <laughs> very well, very well. I got another one at the door. Uh, Portia, give me a moment, beloved. Let that lifestyle dry and then wash each your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. 
I'll be back, Block Talk Radio. I gotta wash my hands again. I appreciate you all patience and understanding and love and support. Particularly right now at a time like this. I don't know how much you all have been paying attention to the news. I know I have. They are already leaking the notion, the idea that this is going to go on longer, longer than what what we've originally perceived. For those of you who don't already know, they cancel every festival in New Orleans for the rest of the year. So it won't be no postponed jazz fest. It won't be no postponed essence fest. There will be no jazz fest. There will be no essence fest uh, and, and a few other um, festivals that I'm not calling out individually. They're all canceled. They're all canceled for 2020. So Essence Fest next year, 21. Jazz Fest next year, 21. Um, it's not happening this year. So, so the idea that you're going to get up and bounce around and flounce around, you know, by even July 4th, it's not about to happen, y'all. It's not about to happen. I warned you that our world is different, that we have already woken up into a new world. And, and the idea that we're going to, you know, suggest that we're waiting for this to sort of end and then kind of see what, what world we wake up in. But we've already woke up in a new world. I got to be careful. I'm exposing my silver to way too much bleach. But we're in a new world. We're already in a new world. We're already existing in a reality that uh, was not here before. The last thing that was keeping close plagues and yellow fever and Spanish flu and, and, and the like of over 100 years ago. So the world, this modern, technologically driven world that, that we all exist and live in today, um, it, it's still as it is, it, it, but we're in a very different scenario now. It's a new day now. It's a new day. It's a new time. I appreciate you all's love and support and, and attention. I appreciate your questions and comments. Please do type them in all capitals so that I can see them and um, separate them from the other conversation um, that might be going on in my chat. I also invite you to call me. Four five seven nine one four three. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Guess what happened to me yesterday? Um, you know, many of you know I'm a celebrity reader. I interact with many celebrities, and not just you know entertainers and people you would see on on TV, but politicians and, and, and many levels of, of well-known individuals in, in, in culture and society. But I uh, sent out a uh, birthday greeting acknowledgement uh, a couple of days ago to one of the uh, uh, support team members for um, Arrested Development, and I actually got a, a, a retweet and a response back to development uh, for doing so. 
Um, they follow me and, and I follow them. I really like my, my old school artists. Um, and I know at my age, how old school really is Chuck D or Arrested Development. But for many of you, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty old school. Uh, we're talking about the 80s, the 90s, you know, and even going into, into 2000. Um, so I like uh, following and communicating with uh, some of our old, older artisans uh, who've been around for a minute, who, who are now not just, you know, self-promoting their careers, but are actively involved in, in politics and grassroots organization and, and what's going on in society, you know, at various, at various levels. Uh, another uh, uh, hip-hop artist that I, that I have some favor for is uh, Sister Soldier. I love Sister Soldier. She, she only did that one album, you know, n- never, you know, tried to rap or, or come up with anything else again, but I followed her, her career, her, her parenthood, her being a, a mother and, and being active in her community. I mean, I still keep up with Sister Soldier, even till this day, uh, with what she might be doing or where she might be speaking or, or where she might be uh, making a difference uh, at the grassroots level. So I just thought I would mention that I was really surprised to get a response from them, um, and particularly in Twitter, uh, and then to have them follow as well. I use my social media. You all have heard me say that before. Uh, Many of you are underusing your social media, or you're using your social media for foolishness, when indeed we have an opportunity to reach out to all sorts of people all over the world at various degrees and stratospheres of, of society, from the highs to the lows, from the ends to the outs, uh, and, and really have an opportunity to make a difference, to spread positive energy, to spread development, growth, love, and, and understanding at, at the grassroots level. And so that's how I use my, my social media uh, on, a, on any given day. I see I got another caller. I think that's Kiona. Hold on. I'm I'm still opening your mic. 323, Kiona, beloved, is that you? 323. Yes, it is. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood today. I'm so glad. Yeah, shout it out. <laughs> I reached out. I told you about my about my problem. You gave me the best advice. And so I kept thinking about it. And then I really just prayed to the ancestors. I'm like, I need help. Like, I really need to figure this out. Is this my path? And so this morning, it was just like downloads just started coming to me. So I reached out to someone that's in the industry, and they just told me how to get started. And I'm like, what? I didn't know what to do. Like, I honestly didn't know. And he said, for the mere fact that you didn't sit around and not know and give up and that you reached out to me, he said, that tells me that you're a strong person right there, that you were willing to ask for help. Right. So I'm in a good mood. That's right. People will not ask for help. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I've been teaching and know I'm using foreign words, foreign languages, or maybe just really, really big English words that most people don't use. Only to have people nod, yeah, uh-huh, and never say they didn't understood, understand what I said. Um, my mother is a retired teacher. Um, so I've seen that at the, at the school level. You know, the child sits in the class and doesn't understand what's being said, doesn't understand what's going on. 
doesn't understand the, the homework assignment, and never says anything, never asks for help, never questions. Um, and, 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 and when we sit around in that environment, um, nothing good can, can sort of come out of that. You know, you do end up negative or, or, or depressive or, or having it affect your, your career uh, and your advancement in the career in a way that it, it never really had to. You know, just picking up the phone and reaching out however you, you, you reached out, um, you, you did so. <laughs> you know, that, that's 50% of the answer right there. You, you reached out. Um, and, and I'm happy that you got the answer that, that you thought. I talked about that yesterday, the number of people who desire something from me but don't know how to ask for it and, and think that it's always about the money. It's always about the donation. And then it's not always about the donation. It's about people's disposition. It's about people's energy. It's about people's motivation. And, and then the words you put together when, when you reach out to me, you know, um, I pay attention to that. So I'm happy for you, Keon. I'm, I'm glad that that's moving forward for you and so quickly. Thank you. Cause you know, I don't mind pulling my mask off cause you can't help what you don't, you can't heal what you can't reveal. So I pull my mask off. I'm willing to be vulnerable and transparent because that's where that's where my help is. Mm-hmm. You know, spirit will speak through you, <laughs> ancestors will speak through you, and and speak right to that wound, right right to that scar, and stitch me mm-hmm. right on up so I can go on down the road and help somebody else. So I don't mind. And I, and I find that to be a, a even bigger challenge for men who will not ask for help, don't know how to ask help. Uh, I, I think in some ways. In our society, um, women can co-depend on each other, can co-relate to each other a, a lot easier, uh, and, and have that space, you know, girl time, as we call it, to reach out to the sisterhood for, for information. Um, I don't know that men always have that, and to the same degree as as yeah. women, yeah. and particularly in in um, in, in our community, in, in communities of color. I think that's an important, important point. Being able to ask for help, being willing to ask for help, being willing to to reach out, if you will, um, and get that that you need in, in order to move forward. You know, I, I see it as a, a self-care move. I'm going to always ask But you know what, what really did it for me? It was these words that you, I heard everything you said, but it was these words that really stood out to me that left an imprint. And I can't quote you, so I'm not going to, I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm not going to lie on you. But you said, yeah. um, you said that we have to move away. If, if I am, maybe you're saying it wrong, but I remember about the hustle. You said we have to move away from the hustle. And, and mainly, and operate on purpose. We have to get, you know, past the, oh, I'm going to, you know, make this quick dollar right here and make everything be about getting a bag and, and find out why are you here? How are you helping humanity? Are you holding up your agreement as to why you agreed to come come here? You know, and I, that's, that's how I heard it when you, when you said those words to me. That's how I received it, you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm not a prostitute. And I'm not the people who do that, but that's not me. I don't want to be sold to the highest bidder because I feel like if I could be bought, I could be sold, you know. That's right. Am I going to do this right or am I not going to do it at all? That's right. 
That's right. And 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 once you stand in that truth, what you need will come to you. What you need will come to you. And and if not the resource directly, the the person, the avenue by which you gain access to the resource will come to you directly. So that that's a great great mindset, a great attitude, a great position to take. Uh, it's a great power to walk in. Uh, I say every day we create and recreate our reality with our tongue. And so those who remain quiet, remain silent, or, or sit and stalk and, and criticize and, and, and recreate that negative energy within you, you can't expect to be anything but stuck. You can't expect to be anything but jammed in, blocked in, back into a corner. At some point, you've got to ask for help. Uh, at some point, you've got to ask for what you need. At some point, you've got to speak your truth. Um, otherwise, you, you just continue to suffer. You, you just continue to, to uh, uh, recreate that reality and that turn continues to re-manifest itself for you. Even if the people, the, the players change, you know, you, you leave one relationship and start a new one but you still draw that same energy back to you if you don't learn to ask for help, if you don't learn to seek direction, if, if you don't learn to reach out to, to your elders and, and, and old people. And they don't have to be your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, you know, to choose the old lady down the block, to choose the old man, you know, two streets over, you know, befriend someone, you know, get to know someone, you know, who you feel a greater sense of, uh, anonymity, you know, who who won't run back, you know, with your business, you know, to your to your friends and family. But we've got a, a better access, and I believe we're doing that. We're being forced to do that right now under this stay at home, you know, scenario. Uh, we're we're being forced to reexamine our resources, what's available to us, who's available to us, how we communicate, how we reach out how we get things done, all of that has to be reexamined right now uh, under the pre- present conditions in which we are we are sitting in. So I'm, I'm learning to get my food through the mail. <laughs> I'm learn, learning to get my supplies, you know, and my zigzag, you know, very favorite wraps <laughs> from offline and through the mail. Um, we just can't do things the way we've always done them. And for people who are already spiritually in tune, uh, this is just another opportunity to to play around with that energy, to create and recreate, you know, in a way that's new and innovative, you know, and do things that have never, ever been done before uh, under these present conditions. I appreciate you, Justice, for your active participation in, in the chat. I see all of your... And guess what else? I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on because we got to move on and talk about other things. But you know how I was complaining that everybody wanted to charge? The person who helped me charges $100 an hour, and they talk to, they talk to me for free. And I didn't even That's ask for anything for free. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. <laughs> so I'm moving on, but I'm so, so happy. Yeah, you got to ask for what you need. You you got to put it out there in, in the universe, and it absolutely will come to you. Uh, I can't see my chat at all, so if there are any 
questions are in there. Uh, Justice um, just said you're welcome. And then also I wanted to say when you were saying how people are saying that this virus is a conspiracy and they're not taking it serious. And then and then another thing that's bothering me, which I think was well, not bothering me, but I think it's funny when they say, oh, it's 5G. Do they not know that China already has 6G? <laughs> 6G has already launched. What do they mean yeah. 5G? Yeah, if not better. If not better. Um, the last time I saw, yeah. you know, a documentary or a news uh, program about technology, Asia was way ahead. I mean, way ahead. You know, Japan and China were using gadgets and, and equipment that we have never even seen in the U.S. Um, so you, you're absolutely right. Um, they may have better than than 6G. Um, they absolutely may have better than it. Um, so we jump on, you know, I like that the creativity sometimes that goes into these rumors and this propaganda and, and, and these conspiracy theories. But, man, if they would just apply that creativity to real subject matter, to real technology, to, to real creative endeavors, just imagine what, what those people could be creating. But they spend time creating these, these rumors and these uh, fake news and, and, and these viral posts primarily for attention, uh, for the likes, uh, to see it travel. Um, and often when you get this, particularly like in your messenger, for instance, uh, it's being passed on by, you know, your friend, your family member, someone who's attached to you in social media. But the originator of the post name ain't even attached to it. So, so it's not like they're getting, you know, inf- name recognition, name, you know, infamy, you know, but they're sitting back as, as tech- technologically driven individuals and are watching their programs and their viruses and, 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 and the like spread the globe in social media and, and see you respond to, see you act up in it. So no, I've never I've never went for the whole I was late even hearing about the five G rumor, to be quite honest. I think it was already well out there before I even heard about it the first time. And and upon hearing it, I knew it was foolishness. Like right off, I knew it was foolishness. And I and I still can't understand the level of attention that that's getting. Yes, Justice, I've watched documentaries about Chinese robots and, and other technology. So Keon, I think they got greater than six G. I really do. I think well, they're I do doing too. much better than that. Yeah. Uh Blissful Divination asks, what are my thoughts on using crystal gids to energetically support affected areas around the world. I absolutely um, support that. Um, you know, crystals is like my first tool. So gridding is something that's um, all over the house in, in various degrees and various forms of, of gridding, but also using it to absolutely extend beyond my space, uh, my physical reach, uh, my country, my city, um, and, and sending that healing, helpful beneficial energy out to other parts of the world. I listen to Coast to Coast AM sometimes. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Coast to Coast AM comes on on talk radio. Some of you might not be aware of it because it's often on uh, talk radio news stations that often support a lot of that 
Republican, Democrat, liberal, back and forth nonsense. So often you sort of speed right past it on the radio dial when you're tuning in. Uh, but often that stops at 11 midnight at night and then Coast to Coast AM, uh, originally hosted by Art Bell, uh, comes on and they talk about everything from ghosts to supernatural occurrences to alien uh, contact and alien uh, intervention in, in society. And so, of course, technology and, and, and some of the other stuff that we're talking about is also um, referenced on this program. And so um, gritting, they often are scared to even discuss or suggest gritting or um, group unified thought projection um, from, from this platform coast to coast out of a fear of it having sort of a negative connotation. Uh, for instance, drought, you know, drought, months and months of drought, and then you get a group of people who decide they're going to focus their energy on rain, and then you experience hurricanes. Then you experience uh, flooding, you know, uh, negative repercussions. So, so people aren't always clear about how to grid or focus their energy at, at remote locations. And it be beneficial, be helpful, as opposed to having a destructive element. So be very careful about your words when you're doing this type of gritting. Um, don't create loopholes. Don't create openings where there's any question about, about your word or language usage, um, particularly if you're talking about... Um, you know, drought, like I just, the example I just gave, or, or war, you know, or even hunger. Use absolute positive phrases, references, imagery uh, as you do that, that sort of work, that, that sort of gritting. But um, I, I'm confident in Crystal, Quartz Crystal's ability to protect even itself, um, negative usage. So I, I support that, and particularly with the uh, usage of, of crystal, I absolutely uh, support that. Greetings, uh, Tamara Bragg, um, and anyone who I may have missed uh, in the course of things, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I use a lot of gritting, always have. Um, I can uh, operate in... Um, uh, what we call um, that dream state when you're conscious uh, in, in your dreams, lucid dreaming. Um, I've had lucid dreaming events where I use crystal gritting, um, fairy dust, you know, over war scenes, over calamity, over tragic areas. So I, I support that, particularly with with the usage of crystals and, and crystals. Uh, grid. Um, I would stay away from dark stones, dense stones, your heavier stones. I would I would stay away from. Thank you so much. Give me a moment. Um, I'm being interrupted by Skype, and then my Skype is connected to my. Uh, my private line, so my Skype goes off, and then my cell phone goes off. Okay. 
Um, just give me a moment, YouTube Live. Blog Talk Radio, you already know what's happening. Because you can hear it. My YouTube Live does not necessarily know what's happening because um, when those calls come through, the the stream is interrupted, and and I sort of go into a buffering. So my YouTube Live they don't they don't hear uh, when I get those interruptions. But Blog Talk Radio, you unfortunately can hear uh, when the calls come through and, and sort of in, interrupt the stream of the show. So I appreciate you all's patience and understanding when that happens. I invite you now to call me at area code 845-277-9143. I have several people already on the phone line um, who are just listening in. I invite you to press the number one with your questions or comments and come right on in. Of course, um, my two previous open mics, um, your mic will always remain open till the end of the show. You just need to unmute yourself and, and just jump right back on in with your question, comment, or request. Uh, indeed, when you uh, have one. Yeah, Justice, I'm looking yes, at your comment. I've been here. Uh, give me a second. I'm looking at Justice's comment again about the robot used to deliver meals uh, to the people who were sick with COVID. Now, not only did they have these spectacular robots, but um, masking. We, we know that they demanded masking universally um, in, in China and many areas of Asia. Universally means everybody. Whether you have it or didn't have it, whether you were young or old, everybody had the mask. Uh, we still aren't seeing that here. Uh, even when it's being asked for. It's being asked for in New Orleans by our mayor. Uh, but yet, I'm still seeing delivery people, people walking around, you know, with no mask, no handkerchief, no bandana, no nothing, Kiona. I thought that was Kiona just talking to. Who just, who did I just hear? <laughs> that was me. That was me, Julia. Oh, Julia, yeah. I thought you were interrupting to say something. You answered it. I'm good. Oh, Sorry. Okay. okay. All is a blessing. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's mandatory where Keona is, um, masking um, and even gloves to some degree. Uh, yes, China acted immediately, Justice, immediately, with, with the full PPE, immediately. It just took some time for that to work its way back to our politicians, our government, our, our people that are in charge. Now, I'll tell you on the ground level, at the grassroots level, I didn't wait. My mama didn't wait. I know many people here in the community who, as I keep saying every day, uh, I brag about being all over the world every day. I brag about reading everybody's news every day. So we knew what was happening long before there was any order of, of protection <laughs> set down by our politicians or our, our government. We were already protect ourselves. I had already put in for my order uh, of PPEs and whatnot. In fact, I just got another uh, shipment of 
You know, when I make a seat for someone new on my Facebook, some of you don't realize you can only have 5,000 friends follow 5,000 people. Now, more people can follow you, but you can't follow more than 5,000 people, and you can't befriend more than 5,000 people. So every time I get a new person, colleague, friend, family, who I need to add, I have to go through, scroll through, and find those deactivated counts, and then unfriend that person and give them that seat. Well, I'm going through now, and, I, and I'm finding, man, so many, not deactivated, but people that are just missing, that are just not there and, and have not responded in, in some time, in some time. Mm. So, Can girl, I... we got to take Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my therapist is from Nigeria. She's been in the States for almost 10 years and spoke to her just the day before yesterday and asked her about the situation back home in the motherland. And she told me that a lot of the news is not true, especially coming from over there. A lot of the people are just hunkering down, especially in her villages and the surrounding villages there. She, she told me directly that they are just hunkering down and staying away from it. Yeah, and I don't blame them. But, but think about where we're talking about. Now, now, I'm sure she's not talking about Lagos, you know, a big modern city like New York City. But if you're in, yeah. the, in the country, in a rural area in Nigeria, yeah, you can control who's coming in and out of your village. You can control who's, who's coming. But the problem is those areas that don't have clean water, that don't have clean resources, it makes it very hard for them to be hygienic. Now, how do you stay hygienic when you don't have running water? How do you stay hygienic when you, when you don't have... How do you stay hygienic when you don't have running water, clean water, access to soap? That's probably that's probably my botanica trying to call me from Miami. Please forgive me, y'all. Yeah, that's probably my botanica trying to call me from from Florida. Please forgive the interruption. But but not just in Nigeria, beloved. Even in America, um, think about the the homeless teens that are on the street right now, the homeless children that are on the street right now in the U.S. Okay. Who, who don't have yeah. immediate access to, to, to a bathroom or sanitation or, or means to protect themselves. You know, it's a big deal. Um, I keep up a great deal with what goes on, in, in particularly in Nigeria, Ghana, the Congo, DR Congo, uh, and they do have the virus. Uh, people are dying. Um, it has made its way to, to that region of the world. Um, like you said, like your friend suggested, um, they are hunkering down. They are staying, you know, in, in place, you know, in their village, you know, in, in their community. But these, these bigger cities, it, it's still a problem. It, it's still problematic. Um, I do think that they were more apt, more quickly, hunkered down than we did uh, here in the Americas because they are, um, to some degree, a little bit more accustomed 
to calamities, um, Ebola is, is right on their footsteps. E- Ebola is still out there right now um, in, in both West and yeah. East Africa. So they're a little bit better prepared, I think, for the warning of a calamity or, or a disease that might be afoot than we are here yeah. in the state, where we tend to be a yeah. little bit arrogant and self-serving and pious, you know, about about our ability to be the best country in the world, you know. Uh, every day we hear people say, you know, this shouldn't be happening in our country. This shouldn't be happening in, in, in America. Well, why not? Because, you know, it's it's happened in, in almost every other country on on the planet. Why not? Would it not happen here in America? So we we can be a little pious and a little arrogant sometimes in, in our knowledge and our technology technology uh, and 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 our assumed uh, availability of of resources. And so all the people that are looking for milk right now, that are looking for toilet paper right now, uh, that are looking for eggs right now. Um, I haven't been able to buy eggs in two weeks from, from nowhere, okay? And, and, and when it is available, um, they're not delivering. Uh, I noticed that uh, um, Walmart has, has gone from two-day scheduling now to four- or five-day scheduling. So I just got a Walmart delivery today, that I, and today is Wednesday, that I got the appointment for on Saturday. And I now have Amazon another Prime too. Yeah, and I now have another appointment with um, uh, Walgreens. Now, I hear somebody cussing and calling somebody a bitch in the background. I don't know what that's about, but we can hear you. (laughs) And I now have an appointment for um, coming Sunday that I just got today um, for Walmart. Um, And so Amazon is the same. Whole Foods is the same. Um, so if you can find a food item, um, getting it delivered uh, is, is, is now the challenge. Uh, if you got people who are PPP'd up, you know, and, and prepared hygienically to go into the store for you or your community, you all, I strongly suggest that. I strongly suggest that. And, and not necessarily the younger people either. If you the older people now now fifty and over fifty five and over who you already know is practicing great hygiene, who who got they you know they mask and whatnot on point and together, let them go to the store and then bring that back uh, to to your older uh, to your older people. But um, it's it's more than a notion right now, beloved. Just getting some some normal things. Um, I'm going back to baking. Uh, because you can't get bread, for instance, it's hard to get right now. Uh, and then when they do get it, everybody is going it and getting it and stocking up. And I got two loaves right now. I'm, I'm lying. I got three loaves right now um, that I'm getting ready to stick in the freezer uh, that came today so that I'm not struggling for bread again uh, in two weeks. Because this is going to flare up again, y'all. People got loose during Easter. People are getting bored after two weeks in the house, three weeks in the house. People assume that things are okay, things are safe. This is going to flare up again. So stock up. Stock up now while you can. Get what you can while you can. Don't hoard, but stock up. Stock up. 
please hit that number one. All you all that are on this phone right now, listen to me. Hit that number one. You got questions. You got comments. You got an opinion. Call me now at 845-277-9143 and press that number one on the telephone keypad, and I will open up your mic. Uh, yes, Keona, this this thing, this monster has life expectancy. This ain't going to clean up in two weeks, y'all. Come on. Come on. They, they leaked today in the mainstream media that it's going to be something that I already told you. It's going to be at least a year, at least a year before there's any kind of vaccine for this. So the idea that we're going to be walking around like ain't nothing happening, July or August or, or even September is crazy. That ain't happening. School has been canceled in, in Louisiana for the remainder of the year. School has been canceled. And the idea that school will, will kick in in September, I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously. It, the amount to get PPEs, protective coverings, make all those adjustments to, to all the schools in the nation between now and, and, and October, now and September, it ain't happening, y'all. That, that's not even realistic. It's not even realistic. So um, I don't see NFL. I don't see football season. And, and they're now, you know, arguing back and forth about whether they're going to have sports with nobody sitting in stands. But but many things are now pulling out of even that assumption. Because you, you, you're still asking your team members to either quarantine together for months, you know, and be away from their family and, and, and then play and perform, et cetera. You know, there's no other way around this. So, yeah, schools for us, Justice, is over for this year. Schools for Louisiana are done. And the idea that schools are going to kick right back up again in September is highly questionable. Highly questionable. Our mayor and our governor have. Um, canceled all public festivals and, and, and events for the remainder of the year, for the remainder of 2020. I'm telling you, Mardi Gras Day for 2020, for 2021, is questionable. I was the first day, right here live on air, write that down on your calendar, Divine Prince said at 1.44 p.m., April 15, 2020, that it wasn't going to be no Mardi Gras Day 21. Y'all not being realistic about this. And remember, you all who are into propaganda and conspiracy theories, there's a fear factor. As frightful as this is, they still don't want to scare people justice. So they're not quick to say how bad this really is. They're not quick to say your year has been canceled. They're not quick to say that, Jennifer, because it would create panic among people. Who are already panicked. We're not doing nothing for a minute. Okay. We're not moving for a good minute. It's going to take time for technology and biology and medicine to catch up to this. Okay. Yeah, the presidential election may very well be postponed. And a reason that they are not quick to say that is because, okay. Now, how scary is it that you got to accept? Donald Trump without an election 
whether you want to or not. Now, how now how scary is that? <laughs> that he might be in position longer because we can't have no no election because we can't take no. They're gonna find now. I, I guarantee you, they're gonna find a way to make sure that that, <laughs> that don't happen. <laughs> they're gonna move the elections online to computer technology. They they gonna get that together quick. Somebody in the media made note that. Trump votes online or through the mail, but he gets on TV and says that it's not to be trusted, that it's not safe, that it's not secure. So, yeah, the election, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. Keona, the, the election is, is a toss-up right now, y'all. It's a toss-up. They're not, maybe that's why uh, Wendy Williams crying and emotional, emotional every day on her program. Because people are really beginning to get a clue. They are beginning to get a clue that this this ain't no joke. This ain't no joke. This ain't temporary. This ain't the storm that's, that's going to blow in and blow out like our winter storms, like our summer storms. That's not what this is, y'all. Not what this is. The new day. The new day. A new day. We are not going back to what we thought we had. We're not. We can't. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yeah. Um, yeah, Keon, I, I, I see you. I hear you. Uh, I'm concerned about the politics of this thing as well. I said just to say they uh, then took out the treadmill again. Yeah, we have to exercise. We have to keep ourselves in shape, particularly now. I'm more conscious now of how much I sit in this chair than ever before. Um, so I'm, I'm doing more calisthenics and more exercises. Uh, I'm eating more. I don't want to start calling out people by name, but some of our local personalities um, – who we see on TV every day. Um, I'm seeing them pick up weight. People are sitting at home eating. I'm Madeline Albright. I know I said I wasn't going to call names. Uh, she was on TV yesterday. She picked up a little bit of weight. Uh, people are sitting down. People are eating. Uh, people are ordering out. You know, and so we have to remember, Keona, to also stretch and exercise and, and be active and, and move our bodies around. Um, for our, our well-being. I, I hear you, Blissful Divination. Chilling and just eating. Is that is that the most common response that you're getting? <laughs> is that they just chilling and eating? Yeah, I have some friends like that, and, and I got to stress to them every day that, you know, you're an activist. You're an actor. You're, you're an entertainer. You're a spoken word artist. You know, you got to be actively pursuing your your uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh chakra activities, along with your lower chakra activities. So get up, exercise, run in place. I, I've been running back and forth through the house, even um, when I don't feel like you know running around the block. Um, we have to be active. We have to be. We have to be. Um, Portia, um, having a mask on during the speeches is only propaganda. And, and, and all propaganda ain't negative. 
some propaganda is useful. Um, so, you know, I'm mayor, you know, Cantrell, she'll come out with her mask on. But then the minute you start talking, you know, you got to take it off. So when we see, uh, you know, the president or politician with a mask on, um, it's just to send a message that, that this is what you should be doing. This is what you need to be doing. Now, what I have a problem with, uh, Portia, is everybody touching the podium, everybody touching the stand, everybody touching the mic, and, and then they step back in, in sort of that fake six degrees of separation thing. You know, I've seen the mayor do it. I've seen our governor do it. I've seen the president do it. And, and they're all sort of standing back there. But everybody's touching the, the stand, everybody's touching the mic, everybody's grabbing the podium, you know, so I'm much more concerned about that than I am Trump is not wearing a mask, because just standing there, how easy is it just standing there, you know, a mosquito hits your eyelash, you, you're going to respond to that, and, and you're outside, you know, it, at the, at the, at the uh, White House, you're outside, you know, at City Hall, you're outside, you know, a fly brush you, you you're going to respond. You're going to go for your face. You, you're going to brush, but you just grab the podium. You just grab the mic. You know, no, they're not disinfecting. Nobody's got a hand wipe. No one's got a Clorox towel. So, yeah, that that's, that's more disconcerting to me. Portia than the fact that the orange man don't wear a mask. You know, spiritual folk, religious folk ain't supposed to say bad stuff. (laughs) So I don't want to say bad stuff right now. You know, maybe he wants to get the virus. I don't know. Maybe he wants to prove that he's invincible to the virus. I don't know. But um, I don't expect him to wear a mask. But I do expect... um, I do expect them to be more conscious and more aware of that that podium and what they're touching, what what how they're interacting um with with each other. You know, that I am I'm very aware of. That I'm aware of. Um so yeah, I'm not tripping about him not wearing a mask, not live on air. I don't expect that from any of them. But how they act, you know. From the neck down, we are all paying attention to that. We're all looking at it. Yeah, hand sanitizer is great. Um, I'm kind of funny about hand sanitizers because there is, you know, that thing where we could be um, breaking down our natural immunity by overusing hand sanitizers. So I'm a bleach queen. (laughs) I'm a bleach king. I, I I like bleach. I like Clorox. Um, before this happened, Spirit already had me in tune. I mean, I I was ordering huge supplies of cleaning stuff Halloween, September, October, November 2019. So I, I got plenty of bleach. I got bleach for you. Um, and, and so I like bleach. I, I like a sink full of bleach a bucket full of bleach, and I'm going from the front to the back, from top to the bottom um, with that sudsy bleach water. Packages will dry. I will subsequently go back in and and flip them over and spray the other side 
before I cut the boxes open. And then I'm going to dip everything in the box in the bleach, in the bleach water, and, and, and wipe it off um, before I, I touch it. Bleach and ammonia is my best friend. Bleach and ammonia. Uh, as a hoodoo practitioner, I keep ammonia. Ammonia is critical to hoodoo practice. So I keep ammonia. Um, many of you don't understand how to, how to do your candle magic. You know, you got to clean your candles. You got to wipe your candles down. So I, I dip my rag, my clean white towel in bleach, sudsy lemon bleach water before I light my seven-day candle. I wipe them down and then up. Give me a second to grab a candle. Blog talk radio because you can't see me moving. Okay. I got a candle in my hand, Blog Talk Radio, and I, I'm gripped the candle right around the middle. And so you're going to take your your ammonia towel and you're going to bleach your, or, or clean your candle down. And you're going to clean your candle going up, just like that, going down and then going up. And then I take my towel and my finger and I wipe around just like that. The incense part, the, the top part, the inside part of my candle. Now you'll find that these candles will burn longer because often you're not getting the seven days that you paid for, especially if you're buying cheap candles from the 99 cent store and the dollar store and Dollar Tree. Those candles ain't burning seven days. They burn days, you know, but you got to clean them. Then I anoint them with anointed oil, virgin olives, prayed over, consecrated virgin olive anointed oil. And then I do the same thing and I anoint my candle down. I anoint my candle up and then I take and put some of that oil right in the top, just like that, before I light it. So those of you who are practicing, in truth, (laughs) we clean anyway. We got cleaning supplies on hand anyway. I'm ready for the power to go out. I got candles <laughs> to last forever, you know, up in here. So we were already prepared. Everybody else is now playing catch up. Some of my conspiracy theorist people out there, you were already prepared. My my blood sister, Wapani, she's a major, major conspiracy theorist. Um, and, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Because her and her husband put it into action. So they got their supplies. They're they not going to go without. They're not going to starve. They're they not going to be, you know, in need. <clears throat> I talked about uh, my family that lives in the country, that lives in a rural area. Folks that live in these trailers. Y'all, y'all making fun about these trailers. Y'all, y'all don't understand these new three, four, five, six-bedroom Double wide trailers, they not no joke. And many of them have a whole hidden room in the kitchen. You, you pull that pantry out, you pull that, that broom closet out, and the whole wall opens up like a door. It's like a safe room. But you can stack, you know, canned goods and, and supplies in there. I, I know people in my family who have that. And it is stacked to the to the top. So some of us were prepared for nonsense. Some of us who read magical books, who who read um, um, Octavia Butler's 
Carabota Soa. You know, we've just been waiting for this to happen. Didn't know when, didn't know what time, didn't know how, but we knew something was coming. We knew something was going to happen, and, and so we were prepared for it. Uh, everyone else is just playing catch-up now. Um, Keona, it, it ain't no such thing as claiming too much, is it? And yes, Julia Rose, people do not understand cross-contamination. They, they really don't. Um, just a simple act of using the same butter knife from the, from the jelly to the peanut butter, from the peanut butter back to the jelly, creates cross-contamination. And, and all foods and all matter cannot, should not be stored together like that. One breaks down at a different level than the other. One produces a gas or chemical that the other one doesn't that affects the quality of that food. Even if you are familiar with the ripening of fruits and vegetables. And so they'll tell you to put your apples, you know, and the bananas in, in a bag together to mix certain types of fruit, certain types of produce in the bag with another type because it produces this reaction that helps the other fruit to age a little bit. So, yeah, a lot of people don't understand um, cross-contamination and how that works at all. Um, someone in my childhood um, worked for the government uh, in terms of safety and security, and, and cross-contamination was something that I was educated about at a very young age. So I'm very conscious and very aware about cross-contamination and, and mixing things up together um, and, and then subsequently getting um, uh, a bad result. Yes, your onions will sprout if you store them with your potatoes. Uh, Blissful Divination shared that uh, in the chat. So, yeah, people aren't – you can't get your mustard and your mayonnaise when you're mayonnaising in your mustard. You can't, you can't do that. Um, I don't store meat, you know, with my cooks, you know. If, if you baked it separately, you're going to wrap it and store it separately. If you cooked it separately, it should be stored separately. Um, that's, that's just common, basic hygiene one-on-one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bananas on a hook last longer, um, and bananas peel easier from, from the end. Not from the stem. Um, apes and monkeys don't peel bananas from the stem. They 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 peel them from that button end. And if you've never tried it, if you squeeze that end, it, it comes right up. Much easier than, than trying to open a, a banana from the uh, from the stem end. Man, we're getting off on many many <laughs> digressive topics uh, right now, but but they're all good. I know everything about floor wash, beloved, for your for your wood floors, for your tile floors, for your concrete floors, but even for your carpeted floors. Uh, there's a way to sprinkle and spray and, and apply floor washes even in your carpeted areas. Um, and, and you want to clean with, to some degree, what you're trying to do. Um, ammonia, for instance, is, is general cleaning, protection, defense. But then if I want, you know, prosperity or, or, or wealth or healing or, or peace, uh, then I might look at rainwater versus stormwater. 
a sweet water um, and, and, and what ingredients um, are going into the, the floor wash um, or, or, the, or the spray is very um, important in terms of getting the, the results that you desire. Um, I love rose petals and rose hips. And, and often when I receive flowers or, or come in contact with them, you know how somebody might have them at the office uh, or at a hospital or, or whatever. And, and, you know, and they're dried up, they're dehydrated. I'm, I'm the guy who's going to ask for those. Can I have those? You know, I'm going to take those and use those dried, dehydrated uh, rose petals. And I like to grate them and, and break them up and, and, and put them down in, on the floor, down in the carpet, uh, mix them in a spirit bath, mix them in a, in a cleansing bath. Um, yeah, uh, I can talk for another two hours just on floor washes. And, and I think all floor washes should be homemade. I believe all spirit baths should be homemade. Uh, and if not homemade, if I'm sending it to you in the mail, then then it's going to be in a in a in a reused jar, a recycled jar, a plastic bag. But I don't support commercial floor washes. Don't support it. You don't know what's in it. You don't know how how real it is. You don't know how much attention has been paid to the ingredients. Um, often there's food coloring and 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 food dyes added to it to give it the color of red, to give it the color of blue, to give it the color of green, to give it the color of purple. And, and they don't have nothing to do with organic matter and material, herbs and roots that might really exist in, in the floor wash, in the head wash, in whatever the commercial labeled up product might be. Uh, I know in some of these stores, some of these botanicas, and particularly online, uh, we see people now creating their own bath, they they own oil mixture, you know, and, and you can kind of see, you know, stuff, you know, in the bottle, uh, but you don't often see no ingredient list. You don't often see what has been added to it. So I don't I don't trust the commercial floor washes. I don't trust the commercial spirit baths uh, for the most part. Um, sweet baths that are already pre-made. Um, some of the products that go into these um, baths and washes are absolutely perishable, you know, like your dairy products and some of your other products. So this stuff should be made fresh. This stuff should be made anew. Um, I promised uh, one of my godchildren, and, and he knows who I'm talking to, that I would send him um, some moss. Um, from Louisiana, and this all happened um, during during that period when I was filming. If you all can remember, um, back in January, going into February, right before all of this kicked off, um, my schedule was already delayed, and I didn't get it into the mail. And now, you know, the country is shut down to some degree, and now it's just sitting in the temple room for mail deck. Now I've got to go out and, and harvest fresh moss, fresh herb, fresh roots, product, uh, and then get that in the mail to him. Um, the the New Year Gregory that I made and, and shipped out to, to many of you, that was fresh. That was fresh. The idea that I would now send out old stuff 
Well, that's what you're getting in many of the, of the botanicas. Uh, that stuff is old. It has been created sometimes two years, three years before, particularly your stick incense, your boxed up incense. And I know y'all love that Nag Champa. I know. But get fresh Nag Champa. That boxed Nag Champa is usually several years old uh, by the time you get it. That's why you can get so much of it for 99 cents. That's why you can get 300 sticks at the corner Arab store for 99 cents because that stuff is very, 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 very old. Um, my instant have oil still in the bag, you know, because it's, it's fresh dip instant. Um, and, and even when that dries out, it's got color. Look at the color of your instant stick. If it's color of sand, it's too dry. If it's if it's that pale beige or lighter, it's too dry. If it's not the color of of tea, of coffee, um, then it then all the oil that was applied to it is is dried up, and and you're getting dehydrated product, and so you're smelling the stick, uh, you're you're smelling the the camel dung and the cow dung, because you know that's what they they roll a lot of that incense with is is animal dung. And then they dip it in in the oil to soak up the fragrance. So a lot of that product is old and dried up. A lot of your tea that you're getting out of the store, um, it's old, more than a year or two years old. Uh, If you've never grown your own herbs, you have no idea what fresh (laughs) produced tea tastes like. And even if I pull the peppermint out of my yard and let it dry, because I don't use a dehumidifier, I I let it dry naturally. There's a way to do that and retain the oils in your product. Tastes completely different than any box of two-year-old sleepy time tea. So grow your own. Yes, Justice. All that stuff be, be dried up often. Your incense be dried up, your tea products be dried up. Even our coffee, you know, has been allowed to be roasted and dried, and then it's grated down, you know, but your coffee is going to maintain a a completely different level of freshness, particularly if you keep it in the refrigerator, than your incense or your tea products will. And if you are a coffee drinker, you should be keeping your coffee in the refrigerator. Once I open that coffee, um, if it's in a bag, I pour it into my glass container and I keep it in in a refrigerator where it maintains that humidity, where it retains that moisture and retains that freshness. Uh, Keona, I love roots, and I'm going to assume we're talking about herb roots, the roots of basil, the roots of peppermint. Uh -uh. Is that what we're talking about? I also like um, the flowering top, the buds um, of all the of all the herbs. I love the buds and the flowering in the flowering top. Uh, if you've never tasted basil, sweet basil flowers, and and and, and the uh, buds that that grow at the top, and it's got that sap and that sweetness trapped in it. it it's the most wonderful thing. It's the reason why your butterflies and your bees, you know, go for that, are are drawn to that, are are attracted to that. I have butterflies, by the way. I have bees 
by the way, but I have plants. I've got gardens. I've got edibles growing in my yard. So if all you've got is, is green lawns full of chemicals, you know, full of herbicides, yeah, you probably aren't seeing a whole lot of bees. You probably aren't seeing a whole lot of butterflies in your luxury subdivision uh, because you you killed off their environment. Then their environment is being, is being depleted. Um, but if you're growing plants and herbs and flowers, then you have bees in your yard. You have butterflies in your yard. You might have some wildlife like possums and coons uh, coming into your yard, uh, depending on, on where where you live, where you reside. Greetings, Nikki Walker. I, I see you, beloved. I see you, and Who I appreciate you. Said he's on the phone line holding, but I don't know if he pressed one or not. Let me see. Um, he's not on the phone line. Oh, he is now. I see you now, beloved. Um, forgive me, because, you know, um, your mic is open, um, who do a callism. When I'm talking, often I get locked in on one browser, one tab. So if I'm looking at YouTube Live and I'm talking, I forget to pay attention. I forget to go back to my other tab and make sure I have callers online. Um, so I appreciate you. Um, also, Erico305, I'm going to come to you next. Who's to a cultism? Um, go ahead, beloved. Greetings. How you doing? How you doing? All is a blessing in yourself. I'm doing fine. I'm just, you know, still at work. How you doing, Kiana? Hey, I was on mute. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Just saying hello to you because you, you know, you've been speaking to me lately. Thank you. That's what Sierra does. does. And you sure you're okay, beloved? Because your your vocal tones sound different. No, no, I'm just real calm today. I'm 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 calm. Uh, I I wanted to make a comment before I ask the question, though. Okay. Um, you know everybody been getting getting the stimulus check, right? Most most people, some people. Not everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not everybody. Okay. But uh, yeah, you 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 know I got you on the stimulus check. <laughs> that stimulus yeah. that, that that stimulus check coming to coming to you because uh, yeah. I'm just gonna pay for I'm pay for most most of the initiation. You uh, if I can get in after the reading, but that's what the money gonna go towards right there. Yeah, and 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 it's a donation. You're not paying for initiation. It's a donation. Towards you know your initiative, and I appreciate that because okay. I ain't got no stimulus check. Um, I don't know where the the people on permanent disability and Social Security. I don't know where their stimulus check is, um, but I haven't mm-hmm. gotten mine. Um, I know one of my sisters has gotten hers. Um, last I checked, my mama, who's retired, <clears throat> haven't gotten hers. So um, maybe it's on the way. Maybe it's a process. Maybe we too far. In the South, I don't know, but we, we haven't gotten ours yet. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. I do. I haven't got and mine it, yet, but I get it I get it sometime this week. You know what I mean? But when I do been, get it. And it's been busy, beloved. Let me tell you, people right now are getting their initiations done. They're getting their work 
done. Um, and it's not just lip service. I mean, I'm getting pictures. I'm seeing the shrine work. People are really, really doing it right now. Um, I don't want to call out a whole bunch of people, um, but, you know, Kayla and a few other people on the sound of my voice, you, you know who you are. They're working it out, and they're really serious right now during this, this uh, whole pattern that the country is in about handling their homework and, and getting their, their mm. spirit work done. So I'm here for you, beloved. Uh, I appreciate you. And, and when you're ready to move forward, so I'm here let's for you, beloved. Uh, I appreciate yeah, you. And, and when you're ready to move forward, um, the question I wanted to ask was, uh, can you talk a little bit? You know, you don't have to get nothing major, but can you talk a little bit about Shango's dad? I forget how to pronounce the name. Uh, I got you. But I, I got, got you, right? Is um, Shango's dad. He's often associated. Erico 305, I'm coming to you momentarily. He's often associated with um, primordial heat, primordial fire. So we say Shango, Cavigo, Sile, and we say thunder, and we say lightning. But when we think of Shango's dad, um, we think of primordial fire, and symbolically that's often associated with, like, volcanoes. And, and the heat that exists beneath the earth, uh, that heat, that fire that's only burst, only brought forth when it, when it bursts through, through earth, when it bursts burst through the crust of earth, if you will, and then manifests um, in, our, in our creation, in our life, in our reality. It also alludes to eternal heat, eternal fire. Mm-hmm. Our, our bodies require you know, a certain degree of heat, a certain degree of fire um, to keep us alive, to, to break down our food uh, for our, our digestive uh, processes. So uh, there's many stories and, and patakis that, that go with I you and who got I you is and how I you. Um, yes, he is absolutely associated with being um, Shango's father, um, if you will. But he is one of the um, least understood and, and lesser studied and examined deities uh, that I'm often talking about. How we, how we acknowledge Orisha Romance, Shango, uh, Oshun, Yemiya, Eshu, because those are names that are so common, names that, that, are, that are global, names that have, have traversed not just the middle path, but modernization uh, have 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 traversed uh, continents, you know, just to show up in, in our everyday activity. But deities like Ori, like Igon, you we don't hear a lot about. Not African Americans. You go into the Latin community, you go into the Hispanic community, you you go into Lukumi and and, and Santeria and and Palo south of the border. They're aware, you know, but but as I've said in, in previous shows, um, and, and I know it's aggressive. I, I know it sounds controversial and challenging when I say it, but it's the truth. Nigeria has opened up their their way to the Hispanic community in a way that they have not done so for African Americans. 
uh, and, and they have built a relationship generationally. Over the centuries, they have developed a relationship because Cuba's relationship with, with Oshogbo and Oyo and, and Nigeria and Ifa goes back to enslavement, where they were, mm-hmm. were allowed to sort of maintain that, that structure. We weren't allowed to do that north of the border. Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, we weren't allowed to do that. And you could only do it in New Orleans, in Louisiana, and Congo Square on a Sunday. And even that is toned down. Even that is toned down. Let's put it in a slave context. Every master in town know where you are on Sunday. They know where you're going. They know how long you're going to be there. And they know what expectation they have for what time you should be back. Okay? So we know we had Maroons who would escape, who would run away, who'd go visit their family, go visit their mama, and, and wouldn't care about retribution, wouldn't care about the lash when they got back. But we also had those who, who found themselves in Congo Square on the Sunday, who found their, their selves in Treme, you know, on a Sunday. Massa would show up on his horse. Don't think about Congo Square in the modern context. Think about where, where I live right now being a swamp still, being the unincorporated area still. The French Quarter was New, was, was, was New Orleans proper, the French Quarter. Right across mm-hmm. Rampart Street, okay, is unincorporated area. So that's where Congo Square would have been during that time. So Master would have come through there on his horse and, 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 and see what was going on and make sure everybody was doing what they're supposed to do and, and was handling their business. So even then, the deities had to be kept secret. Even then, our knowledge of voodoo and, and practice had to be kept covered and hidden, you know, lest we, we would be lynched, if not killed, once we, once we made it back, once we made it back home. So many of these deities got lost over time. Their names got lost. Their rhythms got lost. Um, their symbolism got, got lost. Or in some cases, as with Shango, got incorporated into the new representation of that deity, the new evolution of that deity now in, in, in this context, this Western uh, modern I'm trying to come to you. In fact, I've tried to open your mic like three times. And every time I open your mic, I get all that background noise. So, Erico 305, I really need you to mute your YouTube right now so that I can open your mic. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Greetings, Divine Friends. Greetings, who's calling? Where are you calling from? This is Nikisha. Nikisha, I love it. I need you to turn your YouTube down. It's it's creating an echo. It's almost okay. Okay, good, good. Go ahead with your question or comment, beloved. No, I already had typed it in the um chat already. Um, I just want to say thank you to you and as well as Keona for everything 
I love and I make sure I, I get ready and have everything done before 1 o'clock just to be on time to come into the chat. So I'm just grateful and thankful for everything. Thank you, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, if you had a question that you typed in the chat, I don't see it. That's okay. It's okay. It wasn't a question. It was just something I was just saying to you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, thank you so much. We what? certainly do appreciate you. Yes. And your line is still open, by the way. Everyone who's already spoke, who's already on the phone, um, your line is still open. All you need to do is just step right in with your question or comment. Go ahead. What you were saying? Um, And I agree with you, what you're saying, as far as, like, the Hispanic community and the Ifa tradition is very heavy. But, you know, do you feel that it's, it's not getting washed down, per se, but... Do you think it's too much um, commercialization with EFA right now because it's expanded to everybody else? I I do. Um, And, you know, it would be probably unfair for me to blame the Botanicus for that entirely. Even though, you know, you've heard me say the Botanicus are in the business of money. Um, often these botanical owners, these shop owners don't believe in voodoo, don't have no knowledge of voodoo, don't care. Uh, they just want your money. And they know what's popular. Um, and so they see the Orisha romance and the voodoo oh. romance as, as it shows up in social media. So now every other person has a botanical. Now every other person is creating their own online at home you know, all I got to do is get it in the mail, you know, and, and, and ship it to you. So in the course of that, this knowledge of what I need or what's important is, is being reinforced by what is being seen in the Botanica or on the shelf. Oh, that's cute. That's interesting. Well, how much does that cost? Well, what does that do? What kind of love does that bring me? Is that going to help me? And, and, the people who are selling the stuff, they, they're in the business to sell stuff. They're, they're not in the business to say, well, I don't know what this is, or you don't know what this is, or how to use it, and you might want to seek some advice. You're not getting that at the Botanica. So you're seeing popularization, commercialization, um, um, what's in favor right now, what's a fad, what's fashionable right now. It's fashionable right now to be anti-church. It's fashionable right now to be anti-religion. Now, let me be clear for for my new listeners who don't know me. I'm not anti-church. I'm not anti-religion. I don't support it. I don't go to the church anymore. I don't support Christianity anymore, but I don't have no problem with my mama doing it or you doing it or anybody else who's doing it authentically authentically and and knows what it is that you're reading, what you're proselytizing, what you're trying to share or witness on to other people. Be clear about that. Most people ain't clear. They they just following in faith. They just following blindly. 
So we see the same thing, beloved, in hoodoo now, in root work now, in conjure now. Many of you are still operating on faith from a very Christian perspective. You're just trying to remove the words. You're just trying to remove the imagery. You're just trying to remove the white iconology from it. But your inner clock and your inner machinery is still operating on religion because you haven't replaced it with anything. You haven't given it any new programming to operate with. So now we see the bastardization and appropriation of our cultures and our traditions. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody's in on it. Black, white, red, yellow, green, purple. You know, everybody now is, is getting on it because it might bring you favor. It might bring you followers you didn't have before. It, it might bring you a, a, a click, a like, or two, you know, at higher numbers than maybe what you were getting before because it's popularized. It's popularized. So, yeah, um, I'm sure the Yoruba are, are rolling over in their grave. I'm sure. Um, um, Araba, Elababoon, I've seen the documents. I've seen the, the, the communications that he has sent out from Oshogbo in particular to the Western world, suggesting that you all have taken it too far, that your, your ceremonies were ritual, your ceremonies were celebratory, uh, your, your ceremonies were just symbolic. You don't have any power. You don't have any position of leadership. They they aren't even giving you the the uh, authority to sort of promote Ifa in in the West the way it's being done in Cuba, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, uh, uh, Brazil, etc. We 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 don't even have most of us most of you don't even have that authority. Now I know I'm an exception, but I've had to work really hard to be an exception. I've had to build relationships across borders without a passport and getting on a plane to create relationship with Oba Obasala to the U.S., with Dagbo Honan the second, and, and, and with um, Tuskegee uh, out of Togo, um, Benin. I've had to work really hard to build those relationships, to build trust, to have an ongoing communication to make that happen. But we're too quick in social media to fad everything, F-A-D-E. It's a fad. It's fashionable. So let me get those alikis. Let me get those beads. Let me, let me post my candle up, you know, on my Instagram and, and make it look like I'm real, real deep, you know, but we don't see the whirlwind of a mess that's in the rest of the room that ain't on camera. You know, we don't see the whirlwind of a mess that is their finances or their loving relationship, you know, or the other things. So, yeah, the Yoruba are worked up right now, but they carry some responsibility in the proliferation of, of the practice and the tradition um, and being so educated and being so um, liter literally uh, skilled, you know, that they're writing these books and they're, and they're putting this information out. But even Nigerians, are working against themselves. So some of the scammers that are now reaching out to you in Instagram got 1,500 people that they're following. You know, only a dozen, two dozen, three dozen people are following them. 
you know, and then they've got half a dozen really bloody looking, and they're reaching out to you right now in, in Instagram, in your DM, because they, they know this trend who do occultism is alive and kicking. And so they're, they're quick to snatch up these people's money. They're quick to snatch up these people's time and energy and effort. They're quick to snatch it up. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been problematic for sure. Um, you're not seeing, even though there is voodoo, authentic voodoo stuff in some of these shops, most people wouldn't know what it was or how to identify it or what to do with it. So when you go into the average botanica, you're seeing Catholic symbolism, and then you're seeing a whole bunch of Orisha. Uh, then you're seeing some hoodoo stuff, some witchcraft stuff, you know, some stuff that's just been made up, you know, the good luck this and the lucky charm that and the fast money this and the fast money that. All of that is just made up. All of that is just made up to match your uh, expectations, to match your desire of, of what the magic should look like, what the magic should produce what should come forward. It's not real. Because in this in these traditions, HTR, there's always going to be a, a power at the center, a force at the center, an Orisha, a Loa, a, a deity, the voodoo at the center of whatever the request is that we're seeking. And often that you're not seeing that. You might see symbolism, but it's not explain it's not in any detail you know uh, we've talked about colors before ocean color ain't yellow ocean's color is not gold but you buying a yellow ocean candle i got yellow ocean candle but but i know it's just a yellow candle <laughs> not an ocean quote-unquote candle you know um they can slap you know a picture of, of su on anything you know, I love reversible candles. I like the power and, and the intent behind your red and black reversible candles. But you don't really think that that overlaid image of Eshu on it has any real power, do you? You don't think because it's a reversible that that gives it any real power, do you? I've seen some reversible candles that wasn't red and, and black. I'm assuming that they ran out of red and black. They created some some other candles and and still slapped reversible on it. That that's not what gives it power. The that that's the intent is what gives it power. The knowledge that we feed into the ritual is what gives it power. The words, the chants, the songs that we sing, where we're focusing our concentration, that's what brings in the power. And then of course the power of God and a resource and Loa and ancestors themselves to impart. But all this symbolism, you know, especially those of you who, who, who don't have basic symbolism 101, you're too caught up in the symbolism and you don't understand even what, what that means. What that means. Often, if I can, I bleach ammonia, I remove the label off these candles, if I can. In, in the event that the labels don't easily come off or can't easily be removed, you know, I ignore it. I, I'm not paying attention to the white faces that are on the candle. It ain't, listen, I ain't being racist. It ain't very many religious candles that have any black faces on it. Not many at all. Um, there are a few saints 
you know, that are that are black or brown, but not many. Um, and, and particularly when you go to, you know, your average candle shop, you're seeing, you know, a, a pasty Virgin Mary, a pasty, you know, son of God, uh, you know, you're not seeing the div- diversity that is planetary, that is global. Um, and where are the Indios? Where are the indigenous candles? Where are the, 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 the Mayan figures and the Aztec figures and, and the Egyptian candles and the Asian, Asian candles? Well, you don't see that, that because that, that ain't popular. Go ahead, beloved. That's what I was about to ask you. Um, well, you know, I love Orisha and I love Ifa, but why don't we here in the West Embrace the Mayan and Aztec uh, uh, people, you know, the, the 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 Native American, you know, the indigenous American heritage. Is is it is it just lost, or you know, do we have to find it? You know what I mean? Um, I don't necessarily think it is lost per se. No more than that sort of thing that we've been saying for years that, you know, black people lost their gods and lost their languages and, and, you know, we just take what we've been given. Those are Erykah Badu's words. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that in its entirety. I think we are, we, we are finding ourselves and even this old world information, archaeologists are uncovering it. Um, Historians are uncovering it. Researchers are uncovering it. So we, and particularly Black people, have got to move away from religiosity, religiosity, and, and study some things outside of just religion. Okay. So in order to make sense of the Bible, for instance, when I was a teenager, I wanted to study geology. I wanted to study language. I wanted to study history, ancient cultures, ancient history, in order to make sense of what's being read in the book, of what's being said in the book. Uh, I have a dictionary in here. I don't know where it is in the moment. It's a biblical dictionary. And it's not so Bible either, so don't be put off by that, because it breaks down the Greek symbolism, the Egyptian symbolism, the various cultures that show up in the Bible, uh, what the lamp might have meant, what the oil might have represented, you know, what some of the other symbolism and words uh, that we find, you know, in, in that magical book, uh, what they really meant and what they really represented. So, yeah, now the only excuse uh, who do occultism is us, is lazy, is ignorant, is, is, is oh, it's too much for me to read that book. I, I, listen, Paul will tell you, I, I got books that I send my godchildren and my clients, Kiona knows. Kayla knows, a few other here knows. Um, a, a basic book might have 40 pages. I just recently sent out a book about uh, the orientation of, of moving into ATR, uh, ancestors, or re, setting up shrines, um, Eshu, um, and it's about 67 pages long. I got some clients still ain't, still ain't read it. It's just too much. Oh, I just don't have time. Oh, oh I, I, you know, I have a problem with reading. I, one of my male clients told me that. 
You know, I just read English words and it's, it's so challenging for me. I said, okay, beloved, so, so where are you connected then? And so he's discovering his ancestry and, you know, he's got this French and Creole ancestry. I said, well, parlez-vous français? And he looked at me like, huh? Parlez-vous français? So you're trying to convince me now that, that your people are French and Creole and, and that maybe you would be better apt to that language, but you don't speak no French. You don't know no Creole. So what language then should I be communicating to you in? Okay? To, to, to reach you. Because yeah. that language, you know? Go ahead, beloved. And that's crazy. Uh, that, that, you know, I know that we have other languages, but you have to understand that uh, the English language, if you really know it, the English language can be powerful, too. Uh, you know, we we have a lot of different words that mean other words. We have a lot of words that mean the same thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, for instance, you know what I mean? Uh, a homonym, that's what it's called. Uh, your brain have to ha- have, you know, have to do a lot to process the English language if you really know how to speak it, you know? So, uh I don't know what he got going with that, but what 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 I wanted to ask you is, okay, let's say if one finds the uh, history on the Mayans, stuff like that, how could one turn and get some priesthood training out of that? Now, that's where it's difficult. Uh, that was one of my critiques. I won't say criticism about um, comedic science. Um, I'm hesitant because I didn't want to say Dr. York's name, but Dr. York, many of his followers, um, some of the other, you know, branches off of that practice and tradition that we saw really popular in, in the black community, particularly in, uh, after Hurricane Katrina, 2005, uh, up until maybe 2010, 2011, when we started seeing less people overtly arguing that that Dr. York's uh, comedic platform. Then we saw people get away from using Dr. York's name and referencing that movement in particular, but just Egyptian. So there was a minute where, you know, brethren were, were trying to learn to speak um, Kemetic ancient Egyptian, uh, Erka Badu. It's got a real popular song that's got a brother speaking it eloquently, fluently. I mean, it, it sounds really great. But where is the practice? Where is the initiation hall? Where are people being trained and initiated into how to feed and acknowledge uh, the comedic deities or the Mayan deities. You don't have that. Um, so just like Yoruba is popular and fashionable and, and you can dig up Eshu and Oshun and, 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 and Odu, you know, out of the, out of the bowels of the, of the internet, you often cannot do that for these other cultural practices and traditions. If you aren't erudite, if you aren't willing to take it from a 
uh, a university, college level, uh, academic perspective. You've got to be willing to do that work for yourself. People want a book. People want Louisa Tesh, Jambalaya. Oh, this must be the Bible. It's got everything I need to know about Arisha and Voodoo and Hulu in it. And so this is going to be my Bible. No, 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 no. Even Louisa Tesh didn't give you her secrets, didn't violate the mysteries, didn't go into no detail about initiating into any of it. She just gave you her experience, just like uh, Gonzalez Whipler and Infantry Experience just gave their experience. They are not about to risk violating the mysteries for anybody because then you can't go to Nigeria and be respected. Then you can't walk into the Lukumi community and be respected if, if you publicly have violated the mystery. Okay? But when we look at Akan, for instance, Fawn, Eve, that's just right there between Nigeria and Ghana. Where are the books for that? Where are the scholars who've taken the time to go into that, that Arisha romantic level of detail about Akan deities? about Mayan deities. There's no one doing that. Even China. Um, I love Chinese and, and Japanese and Asian culture. Since childhood, I've always had a connection to, to Asia. Um, their gods, their deities, their religions, like Shinto, for instance. Very familiar with Shinto. Very familiar with Buddhism and Hinduism. Uh, Zoroastrianism. How many of you all know what Zoroastrianism really even is and how many other traditions are birthed from that? Um, we don't do our homework. We want it quick, fast, and in a hurry. We want somebody to write a book and give us ABC, one, two, three, and all I got to do is read what's in the book. All I got to do is exactly what's in the book. You can't even be a real Christian and, and just do and read what's in the Bible. You got to at some point apply that, process that, so that it, it makes sense in your own words, in your own experience, in your own understanding. So there's no one, no book, no system, uh, beloved, to walk people through Mayan gods and deities. Even if you travel to Honduras, which I physically have never done, but, but I'm doing it every day online, set up for that. Ain't no houses um, in Honduras set up for that. Very few, very few. Um, I've been looking around Brazil for like the last year. I met a, um, a movie documentary producer from Brazil uh, last year. She and, and one of the Horn brothers came here uh, to New Orleans to meet me. So I've been paying a lot of attention to Portuguese and Brazilian culture and communicating uh, using Badu and, and, and some of the other um, apps to communicate with people in Brazil. Even there, it's a limited amount of houses, a limited amount of people who are absolutely walking and operating in these traditions authentically. But then you've got, just like here, people that just want that 12-page book, 20-page book, make it plain to me, make it simple to me. You literally want me to say, burn a yellow candle today, burn a blue candle tomorrow, use your Florida water this way, use your Florida water that way, turn to the left, turn to the right. 
but then you can't think beyond that. You can't imply the instructions beyond that. It's almost like recipes. Every bag of flour have recipes on it. Every box of Uncle Ben's rice got a recipe on it and instructions. But cooks, chefs, mothers, fathers who, who, who are in the kitchen all the time don't necessarily need to read that recipe, don't necessarily need to read those ingredients. And so if I'm going to make cheese grits, I, I know how to tweak this recipe and add my cheese, add my garlic, add my other, you know, ingredients, particular box recipe. But then you have the others who can't cook to save their life, okay? And even if you read those recipes, those, you know, instructions on how to make the perfect pot of rice, you're going to burn it or overcook it or make it soggy every single time, even trying to read the recipe word for word. Because it's reading the words and then it's application. So initiation gives us application. It gives you an opportunity to literally be in the house with someone or or like I often have to do through pictures, through uh, uh, Skype, through video. I have to walk you through, show you. I ask you all the time to send me a new picture of that altar. I know we just talked three days ago. Send me a new picture of your shrine so that I can see and give you sort of that virtual hands-on application. But there's nobody doing that for Maya. There's nobody doing that for Aztec. There's no one doing it here for Hinduism. You know, you either have to remotely connect with a teacher or mentor or or go to India and spend a few summers, spend a few months. You know, people can gain this knowledge who do occultism through their own study. That's why we go back and forth about self-initiation. I'm okay with self-initiation, but most of you don't have the discipline to do that. Most of you could not put yourself through a a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Science, a doctor's degree without a teacher, without someone prodding you, without someone saying, okay, you got two weeks to have this paper done. You've got an exam coming. You've got a pop quiz tomorrow. And even then, the teacher's going to say the pop be on this subject matter. And many of you are only going to cram for that subject matter. Many of you are only going to cram for the information that you think is on that particular test. And you're not going to remember anything else. You're not going to look into anything else. And so the self-initiation, the self-taught, very few people can really do that and commit to that seriously and read and take in all the information they need. So we're looking for the mentor, the teacher, the godparent, the Ianifa, the Babalao, you know, the practitioner. And there aren't many, there aren't many for any of these traditions. There are probably more for Ifa, uh, Hoodoo occultism. There are probably more for voodoo, patient voodoo. Even that is limited. Every day I get, I'm in Ohio, I'm in Pennsylvania. Well, ain't nobody doing that here. And that may or may not be true. I'm sure there's uh, uh, authentically initiated E5 people in every state in the union. I'm sure there has to be, maybe one or two, but they're not all setting themselves up to mentor, to teach. They, they're trying to handle their own house, their own stuff. 
So when we get to this indigenous, older stuff that's not popular, that's not favored, that's not in the social media loop of things, um, who do occultism, yeah, that, that's when it gets dicey. Because now you're left to your own devices. And I've noticed, particularly with these overnight practitioners, some people are now targeting those traditions because there aren't a whole lot of people doing it, because there aren't a whole lot of other teachers operating in it. So they're dependent on your lack of knowledge. They're dependent on your ignorance. You know, and so they move into that. Let me show you some of my tarot cards. I've shared this on the show uh, once before. They follow a a typical tarot order, but then all the symbolism and all the imagery is not quite the same. It's mine. You've got to be willing now to learn to count all over again, but to count Mm -hmm. in mind. You've got to learn now a whole new language, okay, and, and how to then apply that. I've had these Mayan cards at least 35 years. I've never used them. Not once. Man, you 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 making me feel very young now. <laughs> I've never used them. I've never tried to read myself or anybody else with them because that would be inappropriate. Um, I study the book. I study the book. I read the book over and over and over again. And then I watch documentaries about South America, about Honduras, about Brazil, about Panama. Um, and that gives me a greater sense of understanding about what I'm reading, about what I'm taking in. But I don't arrogantly try to use them and, and mix other people's energy up in them because because I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Um, I had regular tarot cards for 15, 20 years before I tried to read myself or anybody else with them. Um, it's just not a safe thing to do. But those practices um, who do occultism, those traditions are just not, you know, the information is out there. If you're willing to do the information, if you're willing to read if you're willing to study information out there, you don't find a lot of teachers or systems already set up in some of those old world religions with the with the desire to reach a modern audience. Now they might be speaking to other indigenous people in in Honduras and the neighboring uh, countries, but they're not wholesale trying to reach out to Westerners, um, unless it's a tourist thing. You know, we have ayahuasca and, and other organic drugs that, that people, most of white people, are going to the jungles of Brazil and, and other places to go and experiment and supposedly have these, uh, these uh, great spiritual experiences. But I'm not even seeing a lot of that, in terms of them bringing that back, that power, that energy, that knowledge back to the U.S. and and then sharing it in any tangible way. I just hear people talking about the experience with these various drugs, peyote, you know, a few other drugs, 
but no real contextual advancement. And to some degree, E5 is guilty of the same thing. People, uh, Americans are going over, you know, with their hard-earned saved money, getting these quickie, one month, you know, one weekend initiations, and then they're coming back to the States and doing absolutely nothing with it. They're not teaching it, not sharing it, nothing that affects the, the greater community. So there's not teachers often who do occultism, or there's not the mindset from the people often to take in this new information, to absorb uh, this new instruction. So it, it does look like, you know, these languages, these practices, these traditions get lost, uh, and, and the secrets and the, and the wisdom of them get lost. And on the occasion where it is available, um, we're just not willing to do that research. Um, I research everything to the best of my ability. Um, but, um, you know, it's an opportunity for you to sort of take that lead. I hope I answered your, yeah. your question. I'm Eric Code 305. God acknowledge you. I think your hand was raised, and you too might have had a question. I'm going to be going um, soon, so I want to acknowledge your question before I end the show. Or did I speak to you already, 305? Maybe I did. Hello? Yeah. Yes, you already spoke to me. You addressed 305 already. Okay. Thank you all. Um, I I got an important call coming in five minutes, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. But I will be forward. I will be here with you again on tomorrow, and I look forward to another revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Tickets and Recipes. On both YouTube Live and Rock Talk Radio, all is a blessing.